Chapter 13. What's the matter with him? Louis, you wake? That girl is out front, his mother said. Louis was lying on the couch with Winslow wrapped in a blanket on his chest. Which girl? You know, the one you call the bumblebee girl. Oh, Nora, what's she doing? Walking back and forth. I think maybe she wants to come in or something. You'd better see for yourself. I'd probably scare her off. Louis carried Winslow to the door. Sure enough, there was Nora walking back and forth on the sidewalk in front of his house. Hey, he called to her. Did you come to see Winslow? I was just nearby, she said. Well, do you want to see him? Not really. No. Maybe. You got him there in the blanket? Come on in, Louis said. I can't bring him out today, but you can come in if you want. Nora glanced up the street and down the street and kicked the snowbank with her boot. She was wearing her usual outfit, and Louis realized he did not have a very good idea what she really looked like, because she was always swallowed up in that big coat, and her hair was squashed all the way down on her head. He didn't know if she was plump or skinny, or if she had long hair or short. She came slowly up the walk, as if making up her mind whether she was going to come in or not. Louis opened the door wider. Come on, he said. Can't leave the door open. Might get Winslow cold. Okay, then, Nora said, stepping inside. She stomped the snow off her boots and casually tried to peer over the edge of the blanket-wrapped bundle in Louis's arms. What's the matter with him? Something's the matter, isn't it? I can tell. He's all saggy. He's been sick. I knew it. What? I just knew it. Nora stomped one foot hard on the floor. It makes me so mad. I don't want to see it. I knew it. Wait. I gotta go. I gotta. I knew it. And with that, Nora left, stomping her boots all the way down the walk and down the street. Chapter 14. See that light. One time when Louis was young, maybe three or four, he woke in the middle of the night and saw that the sky outside his window was silvery white, so bright. Through the window streamed a rectangle of light, a wide beam across the room. It fell across the foot of his bed and onto the floor. He thought he was in a different world, maybe one where the sun shone silver. Maybe it was day and not night. Louis went to the window and saw that the silvery light spread across the whole sky. The trees cast long, dark shadows across the lawn. He walked through the house, peering out other windows, and everywhere was this, I'm sorry, and everywhere was the silver sky, and everywhere the dark shadows. He woke Gus that night. Something is happening. See that light? It's only moonlight, Gus said. There's a full moon tonight. Gus led Louis to the other side of the house, and there from a bathroom window above the roof of the neighbor's house, a full moon was suspended in the sky. See, Gus said, nothing to worry about, nothing unusual. When he returned to his bed, Louis thought, nothing unusual? That silver light is not unusual? Then why had he never seen it before? Why did the light wake him? Chapter 15. Shots. The first time Louis gave Winslow a shot, he almost fainted. He kept telling himself, I can do this, I can do this, but he didn't truly believe it. He was afraid of getting it wrong and hurting Winslow. He could hardly bear it that Winslow was sick, but it would be even worse if he hurt him more. His father held Winslow while Louis prepared the syringe. For a moment, Louis felt dizzy and queasy. 
He thought he might vomit as he injected the needle and released the medication. Winslow briefly twitched, but he made no sound. Did I do it? Louis asked his father. I did it, didn't I? He gently massaged the area around the injection site and held Winslow close. You sound surprised, his father said. Well, I am. Surprised and relieved. Me too, his father said. Surprised and relieved. I thought I was going to throw up. Me too. I thought we were both going to throw up. The next time he had to give Winslow a shot, he tried to convince his father to do it. But his father said, nope, you're taking care of him. You can do it. That time, when Louis inserted the needle into the pinch of skin as he'd been directed, the needle went through the other si- to the other side, and the medicine shot into the air. Louis wanted to throw the syringe on the ground and shout, I can't do this! I can't! I can't! I can't! But one look at pitiful Winslow made him try again. This time, the needle went into the muscle instead of into the layer just beneath the skin, and Winslow yelped, and Louis cried. I'm sorry, Winslow. I don't want to hurt you. I can't do this. I can't make you better. Louis felt helpless. He imagined himself in the incubator when he was born. Was he pinched and poked and prodded? Was it hard to get a needle or tube into him? Did he cry? Did the doctors and nurses feel helpless? Did his parents cry? There was a lump in the muscle where Louis had misdirected the shot, and Winslow flinched when Louis rubbed it. The next shots were easier, but Winslow was slow to respond to the medicine. Why doesn't he get better right away? It takes time for the medicine to work, Louis's father said. But what if it doesn't work? Louis wanted Winslow to get better immediately. He hated not knowing if he was helping or hurting Winslow. He hated not knowing if Winslow would survive. Sometimes Louis felt that saving Winslow would also save and protect Gus like the two were connected somehow. One day, Mac and Claudine appeared, appeared at the door, calling for Louis. They were surprised when Louis answered the door to see Winslow making his wobbly way down the hall behind him. Unsteady, but at least he's walking, Mac said. Oh, Claudine said, diapers. It was true, a donkey with diapers, inside the house, upstairs, not in the basement. I know it's weird, Louis said, but whenever I come upstairs from the basement, he looks so sad and bumps his head against the steps over and over. Claudine put her hand on Louis's arm. But you have to, you know, you have to change the diapers. Um, yes, not my favorite job. I also have to give him shots. Shots? You know how to do that? Still learning. Claudine stroked Winslow's head. Will he make it? He'll make it, Louis said. He will. Claudine tilted her head sympathetically. I guess I wouldn't get too attached, though. If it were me, I mean, I would be so, so upset if, you know, if... Louis interrupted her. Hey, where's Nora? Claudine patted Louis's arm. Oh, she didn't want to, you know... What? You know what? We should leave, Mac, right? Don't you have to do that? that thing at the Mac blinked a few times and said oh sure better go see you Louis uh, talk to you later Louis watched them head toward Mac's house next door Claudine was in front and Mac behind her as they followed the narrow shuffled path 
The way Mac followed Claudine reminded Louis of Winslow trailing behind him all day long.